I've been in and out of jail since I was 13. I was just tired of going through the system. It's like, I need, I need to do something else. Changed my whole mindset at that moment. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I want already helping these guys in the yard work out. I wrote like my whole story down in solitary confinement. And a year later I was released and I came home. I had nothing and I went back to my mom's house, slept on her couch. And every day I would just wake up and start doing the workouts in the park and uh, just try to go up to any like female wearing yoga pants. <laughs> and, uh, and I was just like pitching them, I'm doing this boot camp, prison style, you know, come out to the streets every single day. And I was there nonstop, you know, and I would get one, two people. Sometimes, you know, people said they were coming and they never showed up and I was showing up by myself and I just do the workout by myself and just consistently did that for about a year, every single day. And then they started growing. Uh, and I started like branding the whole prison idea at, at that time. And there was like one reporter, I remember. She wrote an article. She was like, where do you want to take this? And so I was like, I want to build a whole studio that looks like a prison. And the article came out. So I was like, I, now I, I need to find a space. I need to, you know, see where I'm going to get the money for it. And it was hard. I went from building to landowner to landowner. And I was getting denied because my criminal history. That's that's the goal is to create a movement and also reduce the recidivism rate. We we've proven that nobody anybody that has worked with us has not gone back into prison, so we have a zero recidivism rate. That's Con Body founder Cos Marte, and I'm Brian Falchuk. The Do a Day Podcast. Will you hear from the most inspiring people who have been through hard times, overcome them, and have turned around to help others with what they've learned? I'm your host, Brian Falchuk. I know because I've lived it myself. I've written about it in my book, Do A Day, and that's why I'm bringing you this show. Remember, today's a new day. Go out and do it. Hey, day doers. Welcome to another episode of the Do A Day podcast. I have a guy on today who I have been trying to get on the show for a really long time. This is Koss Marte. I first found out about Koss in a prior job where he actually did a commercial and some... Um, some photos, like advertisement photos with us. He was a customer of ours. And his, the reason is because his story is so inspirational. And it's all about, the, the whole ad campaign was about people who had some major adversity and were succeeding in business anyway. And uh, Koss is that. And I wanted him on the show, not just for the business success, but it's what his business does. So Koss is a convicted felon who has been to prison multiple times, and his last stint in prison from uh, getting busted dealing drugs in New York City, where he was wildly successful, is making millions every year, um, kind of living the dream that he had fantasized about as a teenager, watching drug dealers really thriving, you know, having a ton of cash and living a big lifestyle and being revered and respected on the street. He wanted that, and he became that, but he got caught and uh, paid the price for it. And when he was in prison, he had a health scare. You know, his lifestyle was not leading to being fit and healthy and uh, was basically told like, you're on a path to a heart attack. And by the way, he was only in his 20s. Uh, and as a father at that point, it really hit him. And it hit him hard and uh, resonated in a way that, you know, maybe it wouldn't have, if he was still on the outside, if he wasn't a dad, if he wasn't, you know, kind of stuck with his thoughts all day long, and he decided to do something about it. And he created this whole movement that he now calls Con Body. And when he got out, 
he actually started a business doing it and and it was a real hustle a real grind it's not easy but he got there and what he has built is not just a successful uh, fitness brand and gym business but it's also a way for people who were stuck where he was stuck to find a path forward so he only employs ex-cons and for those of you who don't know it's really hard to get a job if you've been in prison because you have to disclose that and it's a valid reason for people to not take you on as an employee so he is giving work opportunities to people who are struggling to find them and it's not just a job there's a whole community around that so they're trying to reinforce and rehabilitate and reintegrate people into a life outside of crime outside of prison helping them get back on their feet supporting their families so there's you know it's not just for the employee it's also like well you know we're gonna have this this like picnic or this family themed event like come to the park and bring your kids and our kids will all be together and bring your significant others and it's community and so he is trying to spread that not just the fitness business you know opening other gyms but along with it opening the programs to give people opportunity to get on the right side of things and that that's why I really wanted him on is what he came from where he's at now and how he's created something in the process um, as a heads up you might expect this. Koss grew up, you know, on the mean streets of New York, uh, in the drug scene, spent a lot of time in prison. Um, his language is colorful. There's a lot of swearing in this. So I gave up on the whole uh, trying to edit out swearing for, uh, for season three. And Koss is a great example because like half the episode would be silent if, uh, if I was still trying to do that. So, you know, not safe for work. Uh, be mindful of the audience you have around you and all that kind of stuff. Maybe keep your ear pods uh, or earbuds in. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, cost is cost. Colorful and energized and very real and very raw. Um, so, you know, if you have more sensitive ears, maybe be mindful of that. Maybe this isn't an episode for you, but if you're willing to listen and you're not phased by the swearing, then he's a pretty inspiring guy. Um, love the mission he's on, and I'm just glad to be able to share that story and uh, you know give him a space to talk about it and maybe get some more exposure because he needs help, needs support, and he needs people understanding what he's trying to achieve. So let's jump in to this incredible story with a really uh, just driven guy, awesome guy, Cos Marte. Akas Marte, thank you so much for joining me today, man. Huge no, to have you, you on. Thank you, I appreciate it. Um, I was letting people know, I was letting you know before uh, before we recorded, um, I used to work at a company that had you in one of our ads, and I had this like eight-foot-tall poster <laughs> of you in my office, uh, this giant head with uh, your story in it. I just can like- Can I have it? <laughs> um, I wish I could. I have it in the background right now. It's pretty <laughs> nice. They should give you one. They totally should. Yeah, they soaked me up. Yeah, yeah. You so you you appeared in these ads um, for Hiscox about these people who were. It, it was a whole "I'm possible" campaign and yeah. encouraging courage. Like your story is exactly that. So I want to I want to dig into what got to uh, Combody today. But can you give us like quick little what is Combody? What are you doing these days? Yeah, so Combody is a we call it a prison style boot camp. Uh, where we hire people coming out of the prison system to teach fitness classes. And you don't mean that 
uh, just as a marketing slogan or like, you mean that for, for real, like legitimately. Yeah. We bring, we bring the real, real routines from, uh, the inside and, uh, we got, we got really creative together and, and come up with a lot of stuff just solely using your body weight. Yeah. So it's all, it's all body weight based. And this, this is all your story. Like this was born from firsthand. So take us through like your backstory, what got you to where you were. And then yeah. which got you to where you are. So what's what's the what's the background? Yeah, I mean, I I, I grew up in the Lower East Side, eighties, um, nineties, when it was a very drug infested neighborhood, um, and I seen, you know, drug addicts lining up all the time around my neighborhood, um, you know, buying drugs, and I would see these drug dealers, you know, making money, and and that's what I thought, you know, was I thought that was glory. I thought that was mm-hmm. like my my dream to you know rock a a uh, big chain and drive a nice car and have the girls and 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 I thought that was life, you know, until uh, I got in it. You know, at thirteen I started dealing and then uh at nineteen I was running one of the largest drug delivery services in New York City. Oh. Uh I was making over two million dollars a year at that that age. Wow. Um and it and it went it all went down in twenty three. I was uh sentenced to seven years in prison. And that's when I found out I had a lot of health issues. My my cholesterol levels were through the roof. Um, they they recommended eating correctly and and working out. And so I I obviously in prison you don't get the best food. So I tried yeah. to do the best healthiest options that I had. Um, and then I just started running and working out in my prison cell. And eventually I lost seventy pounds in six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and didn't think anything of it. I just like did it as like just for myself, you know, I wonder, I had the time to, you know, work on myself. So I took advantage of it. And then I, I caught the other eyes of other inmates and, and they started working out with me. And so we built like a whole camaraderie. Uh, and I helped over 20 inmates who was over a thousand pounds combined. So I took that, uh, wow, that regiment. Um, and it was not until I ended up in solitary confinement where I, I came up with the idea of combody, um, and said, I, this is what I wanted to do. And I came home and started doing it. All right, I got I got to go back for a second. Yeah, a few a few <laughs> points. Um, first of all, it's awesome. Uh, but the so you started doing it for yourself. Like, was was there something like you you cared enough to like? It, it's it's so often that people get that kind of oh, you got to eat healthy, you got to work out, and it yeah. goes nowhere. So why why was this different? Well, they, they said I was in danger of catching a heart attack within five years. All right, so that and, scared and, you and, enough. And when I was when they told me that, I was 24 at the time, and I'm like, I, I thought about my son. I, I was like, how the, I, I didn't feel like I was going to die tomorrow. You know what I mean? I, I felt like I was okay. You know, I was not, like, you know, super, super overweight, but my, uh, you know, I, I, I damaged, and I was really eating unhealthy, and... Mm. You know, and uh, and I was not, I was not, I was immobile. I was not moving at all. I was not doing yeah. anything but driving a car in the street. Um, and that that woke me up, and I was like, I need to, I need to come home for myself. I need to come home for my son. Yeah, uh, and that's what motivated me. With uh, with the society you were part of before and the show of it, like it wasn't getting into that life wasn't about escaping where you're at. It was about living a, that lifestyle. Yeah. Was there anything in like being healthy is against what's popular? It's again, like, was there anything about like you would be weird for doing any of that or did that cross your mind? 
Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think it would be weird. I was just like, uh, I don't know. I was just sitting in a, you know, hundred thousand dollar car, yeah. like, sitting on my ass all day and not doing shit. Yeah, you know, and like just collecting money and eating whatever and smoking and drinking. And um, I was smoking two packs a day. I was, you know, drinking. I was not like drinking a lot, but I was like just living really unhealthy and not yeah. really caring about and didn't realize that I got so big because as a kid, I was pretty active. I played sports. I was always out in the streets, you know. Um, but um, at that time, and I guess it, it all happened when my uh, ex-wife got pregnant and I basically grew the belly with her, you yeah. know, we, we both got big and, uh, and I didn't even realize we just, everything she ate, I ate, you know, yeah. and that was it. That was it. I would say relationships are terrible for weight management. Cause like, do you want ice cream? Yeah, yeah me too. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So you, so you make this, you get kind of scared straight, at least on the health side. Yeah. You're inside yeah, not not the best situation for eating healthy and having the freedom yeah. to take care of yourself, but you also had nothing else to do. So you you make the best of, like this is where the body weight side comes in because you don't have unlimited equipment and access yeah. to whatever. You kind of have to. Your body's the only tool you always yeah. have with you. Yeah. Was that conscious at the time, or again, you just kind of like this just kind of happened and you discovered it afterward? Uh, so I I knew how to work out as a kid. I played sports. I was you know pretty active but then I was, this was not my first yeah. prison stint too so i okay um previously at, at like 19 to 20 i served a year in prison and i i uh went through this um military type of boot camp uh it's called shock it's like ex-marines turn correctional officer they they beat the fuck out of you they, yeah. they make you work out two or three times a day they torture you um it's sometimes they would wake us up like a 3 a.m. in the morning and blow a whistle and every and we're like in the middle of Buffalo and we're like running with our boxers and snow oh, and like barefoot, you know what I mean? And then going back to bed and then waking up a couple hours later uh, to work out again, you know? So it was like really fucking intense. Um, but I, I took a lot of that, uh, took a lot of that stuff that I learned and just uh, and started implementing it in my, in my workout because all that stuff was all body weight as well. Yeah. Just with less of the freezing cold. Hell, my yeah. <laughs> So Yeah, Buffalo weather's not, not, yeah. not a joke. Um, I've been there in February. It's not, yeah. but, but I had a coat on. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit different. Um, so tell me how these the 20 cellmates got into it. Like, did they see you or were you were you going around trying to change people or they just came to you? No. Uh, yeah, so it was one, one guy first. Um, I, I used to, like, just run laps. So you'll, we would spend like two hours in the yard, yeah. you know, people playing basketball, handball, uh, and just chilling in the yard. And I was like the only person running, mm. the only, like people would crack jokes on me and like they'll call me fat Forrest Gump and I would just keep moving and like put my head down and just fucking keep moving, you yeah. know, and I, 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 was, I kept going. Um, I, I, and after like my runs, I would, you know, sit down on the bench, smoke a cigarette. I don't smoke anymore. Um, but I remember this guy named Bus. Uh, he was like the size of a bus. Yeah. Um, he was like three twenty, like five, seven, six, wow. or whatever. Um, huge yeah. guy. And uh he sits down, he asked me for half of my cigarette and uh gave him half. And uh he started talking and 
he was like, yo, I want to start running with you. You know, I want to get back. I want to get in shape. Um, and so I, he started, he started, I was like, yo, let's do it. So he started running with me. Uh, a couple of days later, he brought two of his other friends. I had one other friend that joined me. And it was just like the whole yeah, people just started joining me. Yeah. And I was just like running around the yard. We were former circle. I was standing in the middle. I would lead a workout. Somebody else would lead a workout. And we'll just do like it was whatever. Yeah. You know? Oh, so um, you said that camaraderie. Yeah. 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 And it was just like, and we were not living in the same unit. We were, you know, screened from different cell blocks. And we would be meeting in the yard at the same time and be like, yo, come out, come out at this time. We're going to work out. But, and that was it. Yeah. That was it. Did people keep making fun of you guys, or as the group grew, they realized it's not as stupid? Uh, no, nah, it was, it was, um, yeah, it, I was, it, people made fun of me only, mm-hmm. uh, and it was, it was because they had, so, the solitary confinement units, uh, it's, it was called S-Block, and um, they're out, it's like 23 and 1, so they have our rack, and so the our rack is in these cages, and so they basically the cages face the yard, uh-huh. the, the general population yard. And so they step out in the, in the cage. And so they'll see me running and I was alone and they were like, scream at me through. And I used to be like, you fucking sell gangsters. And, yeah. you know, get on the middle finger and just laugh at them. Cause it would be funny too. And just keep running. Yeah. And that was it. Oh, you know I mean? it's a thousand pounds. 20 yeah. guys. It's if people aren't doing the math, that's fifty pounds on average per yeah, person. And, and bus, real bus, weight. bus lost like uh, over. I know over eighty pounds. Uh, I think he went to like down. Oh, like yeah. he lost probably a hundred pounds total. I, I, he, I moved to a different uh, prison when, um, but I heard he lost a lot of weight. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, when when you start someone's weight with a three, you don't usually think their height's going to start with a five yeah but that's a that's yeah. a big guy that's good for him yeah um so and he was impact. eating he was eating like like he was on a diet tomorrow he was he, he would like do these he was the best cake cheesecake master like he would make these like cookie and cream cheesecakes you know in prison we used to yeah. make these prison cheesecakes and they're like taste it better than the outside um and then he would get like two honey buns put like peanut butter on one side strawberry jelly Throw another piece of bread on top, and it'll be like just straight fucking like sugar, like he's gonna die. Yeah. It was it's just like um, obnoxious, and then yeah. he changed his whole diet. That's great. Him, yeah. So you have the success inside. Yeah. How does that translate to when you come out? Um. So you I, have didn't, this idea I, I didn't. Inside. It was not. Yeah. So yeah. I. Uh, it was not towards the end of my incarceration when I ended up in uh, solitary confinement and thought about the idea, because uh, I was. I got into some altercation with an officer, um, and I'm sitting in, in solitary, and I, I actually get an extra year in prison behind the situation. Um, so I'm like, I've been in and out of jail since I was 13. I, mm-hmm. I went in nine times. I, I was just tired of going through the system you yeah. know and I, and and i would see my son cry um in visits and it was it was heartbreaking you know and i was like i need i need to do something else you know and um changed my whole mindset at that moment and i was like 
and and it hit me like a light bulb and i was like oh, i need a this is what i want to do i want already helping these guys in the yard work out i have a routine i wrote like my whole story down in solitary confinement um came up with like a fake mini business plan um and a year later i was released from that situation uh and i came home and i started i i had nothing i lost like every single thing and i went back to my mom's house uh, in the same block i grew up in slept on her couch um and then and and every day i would just wake up and uh go to the park and start doing the workouts in the park and uh just try to go up to any like female wearing yoga pants <laughs> and, hey. uh and i was just like pitching them i'm doing this boot camp prison style you know come out to the streets uh, I was doing like 6 a.m. workouts and then I would do uh, another 7 a.m. and I would do 7 p.m. at night. So I was like teaching three classes a day pretty much every single day. Um, and I was there nonstop, you know, and I would get one, two people. Um, sometimes, you know, people said they were coming and they never showed up and I was showing up by myself and I just do the workout by myself and just mm. consistently did that for about a year every single day and then um started renting out these and then they started growing and i started yeah. renting out these like ballet studio spaces um which were like really small 500 square feet and i was packing like 20 people in there and and people were getting tight and and I'd be like, this is how prison is we stick you like cans in the sardines you yeah know what i mean get, get in there get the fuck down you know uh, and I started like branding the whole prison idea at, at that time. And it was like one reporter I remember from well and good. Her name is Lisa. And she, uh, she wrote an article. She was like, where do you want to take this? Uh, and so I was like, I want to build the whole studio that looks like a prison. Uh, people take a mugshot, you know, go through a prison gate, five minute showers. And then she wrote it down. And the article came out, and I'm like, shit, now I have to really do this shit. Because <laughs> she, wrote, she wrote it as like, oh, his next plan is to open up a studio that's going to look like a prison. And I'm like, yeah, it's accountability. Fuck. Yeah, so I was like, I, now I, I need to find a space. I need to, you know, see where I'm going to get the money for it. Um, and, and it was hard because I was going through, I went from building to landowner to landowner, and I was getting denied because my criminal history. Yeah. Um, and then I met this lady who had like a basement under a Buddhist temple wow. and, um, and that's where the first, uh, studio was open. Kind of interesting mix of the two extremes. But yeah. It makes sense because Buddhism has love for everybody. Yeah. It was this Buddhist landowner lady. And, uh, even the broker who was like brokering the deal was like telling her, you know, you should think twice about this guy. I don't know. Like, he has a background. Be careful, blah, blah, blah. And and she really took a chance on me and was like, no, I like your story. I want to help him. And, and uh, she hooked it up. Um, eventually, I, I we couldn't fit any more people in that space. It was too small. Yeah. Uh, and then we just moved into a bigger spot this early this year. Um, and then we just opened up another spot, too. Wow. Did, did getting that first break kind of take the whole issue out of the equation where people aren't questioning it now? Or is that still, was that still an issue with these other two locations? No, now, now it's like, 
people are begging me to, yo, there's a space here, you yeah. know, is this available? And I'm getting head up left and right. And I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. Wow. That's it's awesome. Yeah. So what, so, um, I knew your story and my wife and I are sitting there watching. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. Watching the real housewives in New York. Yeah. And you pop up in there, they go for a training session at Con Body. Was that, oh my was God. that this one under the Buddhist place or was it somewhere else? Yeah. 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 That was under the temple. Yep. Yeah. That was uh, awesome. Yeah. Exp that, more exposure. The fucking real housewives. <laughs> they're like super annoying. Uh, so I, I met Carol through a mutual friend. Carol's, Carol Roswell, she's yeah. an amazing, amazing person. Probably the only person that really works out out of them. She um, got, and she never used to. Doing uh, the no. New York Marathon, like, changed her permanently. Yeah, and she started, she goes, she goes, she still comes to Combody like, three, four times a, a week. Cool. Um, you know, doing private sessions. Um, but she, uh, uh, one day we were just sitting down. I think we went back. It was like our third dinner together. And I'm like, yo, Carol, when the fuck are you going to bring the housewives over? And she was like, that's a great idea. Yeah. And she was like, I'm going to ask the producers. And like a week later, they was like, yo, we're going to set up film shop and we're going to do this and that. And I'm like, amazing. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And so that's how it went down. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's all it's all exposure. But the other thing that was like, we were supposed to record know, like a year ago, maybe more than that. And uh you hit me up last minute. You're like, I just got asked to go to LA to do be at the ESPYS. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm not gonna. Oh uh, yeah. I give you a hard time. Like, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, from yeah. that moment in solitary, to where you're like, I'm too busy. I'm going to the ESPYS now. That was crazy. It's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's just. It's like. It's insane. I, I just can't. Um, I can't believe that all, all this has happened, and, and it hasn't been like a straight fucking no. ho hockey stick, you know what I mean? It's been a crazy roller coaster where I've gone through, where I've lost it all and then regained it back and then taking baby steps to gain it back, you know? So it's been like a crazy entrepreneurial and whoever, you know, gives you a fucking pitch deck and, and says, look at that, this, this company is going to, is a straight hockey stick is a, is a fuck, is all yeah, bullshit, you know? Yeah. It's all bullshit, so... Do you think you're better for that, though? I mean, it's never fun to go through those moments, but do you think it creates strength that you wouldn't have otherwise? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, 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 it's crazy. It's crazy. Because there's, there's been so many times where I'm like, just straight, I'm going to, you know, throw up the white flag and I'm done, you know. And um, But some way, somehow, you know, I wake up and, like, I have to go show up and have this thing and that thing and I just have to do it, you know. And then eventually things you know start getting better you know is that why you haven't waved the white flag because you just you had to keep going like you couldn't just literally not show up and through sticking it out or or something else at work here i think uh somebody somebody told me like when uh, i went through this whole program called the five ventures where they believe that illegal entrepreneurs could uh become legal entrepreneurs you know so they take people that's been incarcerated uh, go through this whole incubator process and go through like, you get like a MBA certificate from Bay University. So I went through that whole program. Um, and one thing that really resonated while I was going there uh, was that this guy said, trust the process. Mm. And, that, and that really resonated. And I was just like, you know, I trust the process, trust the process. And, it, it, and he was like, no matter what, 
happens. You just keep going and going, and eventually everything's gonna work out. And um, and I I, I like start reflecting uh, uh about my mom too. Like my mom's been through a, a lot, you know, with me, and um, she's sixty four, working out with us four times a week, and she's oh. looking like a fucking bodybuilder right now. Oh. <laughs> she's a beast. Um. But yeah, going just looking at her life, and it was just like she's always like had two jobs, you know, working nonstop, um, and 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 making like fifteen bucks an hour, you know, not making much um, minimum wage jobs, and um, and then just seeing like how she has everything she needs, yeah. you know, or like she wears whatever the hell she wants, and she cooks the best food because she cooks it, you know what I mean, yeah. and eats it, and. And then takes a vacation once in a blue, and you know what I mean. And I think that's real success. And living a long-lasting, healthy life is is what um, the process that I want to follow. It doesn't yeah. matter if I'm sitting in a mansion or anywhere. You know what I mean. That's that's real. That's for me. That's real success. Yeah, I like that you called that. That's the process. Is that living that long? healthy yeah. successful life and, and success is we can all define it like you define it very differently when you were 13 yeah. than uh, you do yeah. right now oh yeah the stability of it yeah yeah absolutely um i i think i think it's awesome I, what what i think um the moment that that's strongest for me is when you're showing up in the park and yeah. there's no one there and oh, you yeah. do what you do anyway or there's one person like i think that's the moment that most people get like when you hear the su success stories it's the ones who are like we were there every day and there's no one showing up there's like one person yeah and it's the ones who keep going but you think about how many of those stories are like and no one showed up and so we never did it again yep it's not like you don't hit it in that one go like you're saying like the success comes like instantaneously yeah, and i remember the first time i had two paying customers i was like yeah, I made it. You know what I mean? I was like, it's insane. Like I got, you know, uh, I was charging like 20 bucks a class and I was like, I made 40 bucks. Yeah. And I, I you know, for an hour and I'm like, yeah, I was like, you know, I look up in the sky and I remember saying like, thank God, you know, I, 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 I got two clients now, you know what yeah. I mean? It was amazing. And you probably had a bunch where it was like two and then zero and then two. Yeah. yeah. It's not like the next one's three and then five. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So you say you've almost lost it a number of times since you got you landed that space. There's yeah. been there's been tough times as well. Oh uh, hell yeah. Oh yeah. Um damn, I don't even know if I could even talk about it. Like just like, you know, creating partnerships where partnerships have fallen apart, where yeah. I've gotten sued. Um, you know, and sued a couple times for bullshit, you know, and, and then like you like I'm I'm seeing the bank account go up and then you get this fucking lawsuit and you're like lawyer time and yeah. it's just going straight down and like now you got fees and you gotta fix these problems. Now you're dealing with like department of building and you know, all this shit and like noise levels and all this crazy stuff and then like damn you're back to zero. But yeah. um keep showing up and 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 eventually everything's keeps working out you know like yeah yeah but it gets frustrating where you're like well i'm waking up and i'm like damn what am i gonna do how am i gonna pay these employees i just had to spend you know all this money on, on legal fees that i didn't know what that was gonna yeah. ever show up you know what i mean and 
some way, somehow, you know, and thank God for like the team I have and um, the community that we build. But there has been times where I'm like, yo, payroll's backed up a week, you know, because this shit happened. And they're like, yo, just we'll work with you, you know, we yeah. trust you, you know what I mean? And it's been a really good family. Well, so that's really important when you hit on your staff because you're you're not just employing whoever, like this personal trainer who got, you know, got their certificate and whatever. You're it's people who have that story that they're ex cons as well. Yeah. And so there's got to be a sense of responsibility and pride and commitment to them that like, it's not just like all oh, these, you know, random kids who needed a part-time job that I'm not, not that there's, you know, anything against yeah. them, but this is a little bit different. There's yeah, people absolutely. who you're helping them create a different life, get on a different path. You yeah. know, it, there's a lot more to it. He's got to oh, be absolutely. that sense of responsibility. Absolutely. Like even, even with like housing, you know, you're coming out of prison and, um, you can't refine housing. It's it's uh it's messed up. You have to fill out the application and it says have you ever been convicted of a felon? Um and then also like you've been away for twenty years, how do you have credit? You know, mm-hmm. like you know, uh most of the people I think the average prison time that we've employed is probably like ten, fifteen years, you know, that they spend inside and you know, I have one guy who went in nineteen ninety one, did twenty seven years. You well, know, um, it's a different world today. He didn't even yeah. have a beeper. Yeah. You know, he was like, I didn't, I was 16. He didn't have a beeper. And now he's like out and he doesn't even know what a touchscreen is. So I yeah. got to sit him down and like touch, you know, show him like the basics and then and then housing. So there was times where, you know, I had to house people in the gym. You know, I had yeah. like four air mattresses blown up and at five in the morning, I'm deflating them and. And now we have like a combody building up in the Bronx where we have like low, we, we charge them like nothing for rent. And, um, you know, pretty much anybody that's my employee has access to, you know, $600 uh, uh, bedroom apartments. And, you know, like you can't in, find in New, that in, in New York, York City. Yeah. yeah you, you can you find barely find in. a hotel room for that for one night. Yeah. And so oh. we've been, we've been blessed to, you know, have organizations help us out. and Yeah. Hook us up. Yeah, I think that's really important for people to understand. This isn't just a story of like an entrepreneur who got through tough times and made it. This isn't yeah. just like you got some business success. You you have something much bigger. It's more of a movement. It's about not just changing lives for the people who are struggling from a weight and health standpoint. It's the yeah. people who are helping those people as well yeah. that also have a struggle, different struggle, but a struggle nonetheless. Yeah. 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 Big mission. Um, it's weight on your shoulders, man. I, I have a lot of respect for that. That all those ups and downs, it's not just about uh, the business success. Not to make you feel <laughs> even more <laughs> pressure about it. No, I'm I'm good. I mean, I'm 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 happy. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I pretty much got everything I need. You know, like yeah. uh, it's been a blessing. It's 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 going up little by little. It's been really difficult now to like raise money. You know, um, getting in front of these VCs and. And also being discriminated by them, you know, yeah. like, and just knowing that they're not, uh, they, you know, old people with, you know, capital and they don't really, uh, believe that ex-cons could do this. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I don't, I didn't, I don't have an MBA, you know what I mean? I don't. When you're not yeah. selling like an app or like the, the things people thinking of that 
Yeah, it's like so, VC to invest in a gym. Yeah, and they throw yeah. and they throw all this money away. Yeah. you know, and uh, and and a lot most of these companies burn. Yeah, you know, yeah. we've shown that we are, we're profitable, and we've shown that we've done stuff, and uh, still difficult. Still what's difficult. what's the plan for all this? Like, what's the vision? Where were you if you were you know twenty years from now and being like, this is the impact I have? What would that look like? Right, right now I'm really trying to raise our, our seed run round of funding so I could franchise. Okay. Um, I want, I really want to take this uh, across the country, across the world. I have over 70 franchise requests. I haven't even like promoted that I'm going this route, but, um, every time we get hit up all the time, just people like, Oh, what, what's the franchise cost? Like what's, what's this, that? And I'm like, I have no idea, but I'm figuring it out. You know? And And I feel like we, we, we partnered up with a lot of nonprofit organizations um, working in the criminal justice field across the country and, and even in like Australia and, and in London, um, you know, places across the world, uh, Mexico, um, that want, you know, combat in this space yeah. and wants and wants to do and want to do stuff with us. But uh, to, you know, do the initial franchise uh, phase yeah, is, is expensive. Yeah. yeah, it's very expensive. So is that is that process like it's a brand or is it the whole picture, the people who work there? Have, like, is it to build out just the fitness facilities or is it it's the whole movement that you're trying to do? Yeah, build out the facilities, um, train, you know, help in any type of way. Um, and we we've gotten a lot of people like helping us and like with parole issues, housing issues, uh, even family, you know domestic issues um yeah. uh, so that's that's the goal is to create a movement and also reduce the recidivism rate we we've proven that nobody anybody that has worked with us has not gone back into prison so we have a zero recidivism rate you've had um, a lot of employees uh, uh 40 yeah. somewhat employees now it's not just you and two guys no yeah yeah and no, so I mean, it's, it's it's grown and we and and we and we still keep in touch with the people that have left, yeah, uh, and done other and are doing other jobs. Yeah, you know? it's a family. Yeah. No, and then it's generational too because you're breaking a cycle. Oh, absolutely. Getting people to a different kind of living. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And just seeing like my employees' kids, my kid, you know, and they come to the gym and they hang out, and it's just like a real sense of community. And seeing these kids' minds. And perspectives change of how they see somebody that's been incarcerated too. Yeah. You know, that's a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you've you've had to live through it firsthand, and obviously, so have all the people who've been with you through the yeah. journey. Um, but yeah, that's the other piece that's going to shift to and hot button political issue as well yeah. right now. I never talk politics yeah. on the show, but it's kind of this one's yeah. been pretty front and center for a little while. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. Uh, you know, Trump is uh, the, probably one of the only good things that he's done. You know, it's like really work on a uh, criminal justice. Yeah. Uh, a space. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you're left or right, but um, I feel like that that's something that uh, has has gone. Uh, and I, I think it need we need a lot. A lot of things need to change. Um, but at least the conversation has been getting started since Obama left. And, yeah. Um, and things are happening, you know, and perspectives are changing. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, and that's the goal. I think regardless of anyone's political 
views yeah. or whatever is like if you have a person who is genuinely interested in bettering themselves and doing better, getting to a better place in life and stopping that cycle, why wouldn't you be open to them supporting that path? Because otherwise you're just asking them to fit right back into the stereotype you prejudge them with. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I wouldn't have had you on the show if I didn't agree with your positioning, right? But uh, <laughs> no, it's, but it's, I mean, it, yeah, I think you, you humanize that in a way that for people who are just going to sling hatred in one direction or just yeah. blindly spread love, like, okay, make it tangible and see, like, it's real humans. They're people who genuinely are trying to do something better, taking yeah. responsibility and change the situation for themselves and those around them. And that's, you know, I applaud you for the work that you've done, not just in building your business, but what you're doing for lives as a result of that. Thank you. Um, cost other than seeing a con body next to every Starbucks on every corner. Ah. Um, what else is going on for you? What, what, where can people see more of what you're doing and, and hear more about your message and support what you're trying to do? Yeah. I also have my, my book out, uh, it's called con body. Uh, you could, you could get that and you could also work out online with us. Uh, at combody.com, we have a virtual uh, monthly subscription model cool. uh, for five dollars a month. Choose your favorite ex-con and five dollars a month. Five dollars a month, That's and get that value. prison body desired. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so that that's what uh, that's what we're working on now. Um, yeah, and and just keep pushing forward. Um, and if you wanna uh, have a conversation with us, I'm really active on on the combody account if you want to dm me yeah. on instagram um i'm pretty responsive cool um can you guys see who picks which which one of the trainers to see like who's the most favorite you have a little competition going inside yeah i'm always I, I wondering about the, that i can see the background analytics i don't really uh uh share that as much with the other people but i um uh yeah i'm on top <laughs> yeah that's probably not a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Um, th that could just be fueling quite a bit of trash talk all around. Yeah. No one needs that. Yeah, we, we, we trash talk a lot against each other, too. And, uh, the, like a friendly competition, we always say, like, yes, your, your workout is easier than ours and, you know, and all that stuff. But it's, it's, it's fun. That's awesome. Um, well, I'll link to all that and, uh, and the con body, con body accounts as well, all social. So people can check that out. It is really awesome. cool. It's not, you know, it's not just about the fitness side. And I think that's, what's really important. Um, but I think for people who maybe don't get just how much of a shift and how hard the odds were stacked against you, just like really try to sit with the idea. And I don't think most people really could fully understand when you wrote that well, business we, plan, we, that situation. Uh, we have a movie coming out, um, or a uh -huh. docu-series. So I've been, uh, about five and a half years ago when I came out of prison, I met this Academy Award director, um, Deborah Granick. She did Winter's Bone with Jennifer Lawrence and has done a, a, other big films with Ben Foster or Leave No Trace. Um, she's been following me around. Uh, she has oh. over 300 hours of footage. Wow. Uh, documenting every single or like the whole craziness that we yeah. had to go through. Uh, so that, that should be coming out next year. Um, oh, awesome. And uh, yeah, so check that out. We don't have a name for the, the movie yet, but uh, we're working on the editing process now. So another good reason to follow you on social, because I'm sure you might have one or two links to that when it's live. But when it goes live, Absolutely. I'll update the show notes too, so that that's awesome. in there. 
um that'll be really cool she's been five years she's been yeah. following you around because sometimes i feel like they these things happen after the real story and so it's like yeah. people retelling it which is fine but yeah she actually has it happening as it's happening oh uh, yeah in the park in the small studios uh, yeah hiring my first employee like it's been crazy that's really cool all right we'll definitely yeah. check that out um Koss, you're awesome man super inspiring oh, um, thank you i really want to see you succeed because this does have a much bigger movement potential to it. i mean yeah. it is but globally yeah we I mean, saw australia and all that that's awesome that's huge yeah man. we just we just opened up in london uh a couple weeks ago wow so that's the second location or you have two yeah, in new york that was, that was the second location yeah oh wow that's uh yeah. that's pretty incredible yeah. um cool are you uh you ready to help me close things out yeah yeah all right today's a new day do the time do the t- Ooh. <laughs> that's my that's my that's the calm body slogan do the time yeah awesome awesome thanks man yeah so what'd you think I mean, aside from uh, you know the the tough language, what you see is it's a tough guy, but it's a tough guy who has created something unbelievably positive and kind of game changing for people who are stuck in that difficult place. That's what's so amazing to me about this is like none of it had to be that way, you know. Um, Cost could have very easily just <laughs> spent the time in prison going along his way, not changing. He could have reacted very differently to that doctor. He could have not taken any action, even if he reacted the same way. He could have kept it to himself. He could have buckled under the uh, the jabs of people who were making fun of him for, I mean, there's any number of reasons why that man could have stopped, but he recognized there was something bigger and he hasn't stopped since then. And like you said, it wasn't easy. You know, we look at people who've created things you're like, oh, con body, that's really catchy. You know, he got exposure on TV. It's all been easy. No, no, no. This is a guy who has had to fight through everything right from the start. And let's keep in mind, it's not just that he was fighting through it. He had the opportunity to go back to what he was doing before and make millions of dollars. So think about the temptation of that. When you're struggling with a tough choice, do you have something that tempting pulling you away? Maybe, maybe not, but we all have temptations and we all have things that would be a lot easier if we just did X instead of Y. Cost keeps doing Y. So you've got to follow Con Body on, you know, he's on all over social media and all that, but go to the website, the book. I'm really excited to see this documentary or this docu-series. I want to see this whole journey. I want to pick out the points of like, wow, that was a point where a lot of people would have folded, but he didn't. So you got you to gotta follow this stuff. Um, Cost is awesome, tough, empowering, supportive. I mean, it's this mixture of all these cool things that come together in one really rich kind of person who is having an impact on a lot of lives. So thank you to Cost for being on. Thank you to you guys for listening, subscribing. If you haven't, you got to do that. Just hit that subscribe button in whatever podcast tool you use, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, um, wherever. Uh, I'm, I'm an iTunes guy, but maybe you use something else. And give us a review. Like That is really crucial. If you like these interviews, if you like the messages, um, you know, give those thoughts. It helps people discover the show, helps the show grow. 
So I would appreciate that tremendously. And make sure you're getting my updates so you don't miss my next book coming out, 5075-100. It's coming in November 2019, November 19th, 2019. You got to gotta get those updates so you don't miss it. You can actually pre-order it right now on Amazon. Just search for my name and you'll find Do A Day and you'll find 5075-100. Brian with a Y. That's, that's the key. Or just go to brianfalchuk.com, sign up for those updates, and I will keep you posted on when it's available. I would love it if you pick up the book, but I would also love it if you help me spread the message. So follow me on social media, at Brian Falchuk. I will be tweeting and posting and all of that to keep the message going. And I would love your help in resharing and liking the whole nine. All right, everyone. Have an amazing, amazing day. Have an amazing time going out and doing it.